Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Sidetrack Music Podcast and uh, today is quite a special episode but before we get into just why we're going to say hello uh, to, to Zach, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And Zephyr, what's going on? Uh, not much. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been you've been acting, haven't you? Yeah, I've been doing a school production of Guys and Dolls, um, and it's we've done four nights. Last night was the last, and I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah, so um, expect maybe slightly reduced Zephyr enthusiasm throughout the episode. Thank um, God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so I mean, I think I should just start off by saying, so this episode is going to be the end of uh, the Sidetrack Music Podcast season one. Don't don't you worry, we're not we're not just ending the whole thing, but uh, it's ending kind of season one because uh, we're you know we're all getting kind of a bit busy as it comes to the end of like the the academic term. Um, so this is going to be the last episode of this season, and we'll be back uh, at some point probably in in january of uh, of next year um with lots of exciting things lined up um and if you want to know about those exciting things and kind of keep up to date with the podcast you can follow our social media what, what a transition that was um, <laughs> the at s music podcast on twitter and uh, instagram so yeah we'll be posting updates about kind of what's going on we got some really interesting like interviews lined up i'm actually in london for a few days in uh at the end of December, so maybe we're going to finally be able to record something in person, which is exciting. Um, hmm. Finally, it's, it's kind of crazy we've done this whole thing just like without ever being in person. Yeah, I feel like internet issues are part of the podcast now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it'll be weird without them. Yeah, it's a whole part of our, our like comedic timing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the lag. <laughs> um anyway so yeah that that's the kind of little little admin announcement and another couple things um we have put out a uh spotify playlist with all the tracks uh that we talk about on the podcast so if you search up uh, the sidetrack music podcast playlist it'll come up um and uh yeah so that's that if that's a really that's probably the easiest way to uh find any songs that we talk about and we make sure to put like the right version so if you've talked about some kind of obscure live version or like extended recording or something like that it'll be that version in the playlist so that's pretty useful if you to find the tracks and finally uh we, we're also now putting the podcast out on youtube if that's a preferred method of uh consumption for you um, so you, you know you can go you, you can go and subscribe to the youtube channel there's some nice kind of i don't know professional looking graphics that i'm quite proud of to be honest uh, <laughs> But yeah, okay, so without further ado, we get on to the subject of today's episode. And because, so to mark the end of the season, we're doing a bit of a special episode. We're going to do a track-by-track review of An Evening with Silk Sonic by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. So this album came out November the 12th of, uh, of this year. Um, and to, to great acclaim, spoiler alert, um, I love it. I think you both also love it. <laughs> it's... Yeah, uh, I've been obsessed for like the, the well it's been out for a bit over a, just over a week and I've been listening to it I think every day at <laughs> yeah. least twice I, mean, like, it's, it's, I, I don't I'm yeah. not bored of it yet and yeah. that's difficult to say because I get bored of things very quickly yeah um, but yeah um, uh, it is going to be one of the great albums I think just in the world I can't believe it was only the 12th I feel like, feels like it's been there for quite a while yeah um, it's, Absolutely so, incredible. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we've we've talked about Anderson Pat before. Was it was that was in episode one, I think, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, um, I, I bought him. Yes, I, um... and I think you did you did mention his work with Bruno Mars because at the time they'd released a couple singles from the album. They they just released "Leave the Door Open" and ah, it was yeah, that was in March. Acclaim. That was in March they'd released, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that was the time of recording. I think we all, we recorded the first one a while back. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So we talked about Anderson Pack. He's now teamed up with Bruno Mars. It's a hell of a combination. And just to kind of explain the like the main concept of like, the whole album, basically, it's a kind of whole kind of parody, I'd say, on just kind of seventies soul. They they they've they've gone and basically made a kind of seventies soul album with a kind of really modern twist. It's really clever. So I mean, um, and we'll we'll go, we'll go through and play. Uh, each of the tracks and talk about each track individually. But I guess to start with, what are your guys' kind of overall thoughts about the album itself? I think it's really well put together. Like all the tracks run, run in really well, like into each other. And I'd say there's a really good mix of vibe, even though it is also very bound together by the 70s. Um, the like the upbeat ones and the more ballady, smoochy, Bruno Mars-influenced ones. <laughs> they're, they're, like, well interspersed. Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those ones that you wouldn't have to, like, skip any songs. Yeah. You'd want to listen all the way through, as I do, on repeat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I Like, I think one of the really nice things about the album is, like, so because it's, like, the, you know, this duet combination you can hear each track kind of fluctuating between some some of them are more Anderson Pack influence, some of them more Bruno Mars influence. You can hear how they're kind of their like tendencies kind of, I don't know, intertwine because they're similar musicians, but they've also got slightly different slightly different styles. Um but yeah, I really like hearing how how like kind of each song is slightly slightly different mix of their their mm. styles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the acoustic sort of style the idea that because they they i mean from i've listened to this there's um a really good um interview on apple music's youtube um channel with i don't know what the name of the interviewer is but it's with both bruno mars and anderson pack and they talked about how they made it for live because they basically started this project um basically over lockdown and it was they were basically like we want this for when it's over we want to have an album that we can produce that's going to be feel completely live and feel like you're in the studio with them and all their videos they've kind of all the videos they've released for them i think they've released three haven't they they've done smoking out the window skate and leave the door open yeah Yeah. those are the three singles they released and they released the music videos with them and those just they're all they're both they're all playing the instruments they're singing live it feels like it's a live show and i think that's the vibe that they wanted to go with and that's what they've accomplished so amazingly and it's just so cool. To yeah, see. I, I saw. Uh, yeah, I think I, I saw a kind of shortened version of that interview. And one thing that did strike me was, uh, I think that I think he said they they started it before the pandemic, but kind of as the pandemic hit, it became a conscious decision. They were like, okay, we want well, this to sound like a live show. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I think yeah. I mean we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that how exactly that happens with each track a bit later on. But I definitely think they achieved that with uh, especially with the kind of the Bootsy Collins features. Um, his little vocal things are quite yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they came together quite before lockdown. I read it was, they, about, like, it was about five six years up, ago. Yeah, they met up in like 2017, just oh, as right. mates who respected each other, and they like had all these inside jokes. Like apparently, smoking out the window was an inside joke. That's the first. Uh, right. jo- that's the first. Song yeah, the first joke. And like you can just you can just really hear that chemistry like, yeah. like coming through their music. 
Um, I mean, it's it's two it's of the it. coolest musicians alive right now. I can't like they're just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just find them both like really kind of cool guys. That I, that's a weird thing to say, but um, oh, no, no, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's, uh, they, I mean, they were really like, uh, I, I read that they kind of chose particular drum skins to really replicate, you know, the '70s feel, and um, apparently they also tried to like record the whole band with kind of very few microphones as well as a kind of, um, like throwback to to like the 70s kind of right. recording well, to replicate style like that motown sound sort of yeah exactly which i i found produced. yeah exactly and i found that really surprising because the al- when you hear it that like the album is super crisp and everything Ooh. sounds really good so I, I couldn't believe that they used uh kind of yeah kind of you know basic techniques like that i guess one two three four who y'all came to see tonight who So there you heard uh, a bit of the Silk Sonic intro, and um, it's one of I think it's, it's it's one of the better kind of intro tracks that uh, to an album that I've ever heard. It's like sometimes albums don't always do this, but every sometimes artists like to put in a kind of just a little minute long intro thing to kind of set the tone, and I think that's exactly what this does. Um, you hear Bootsy Collins's wonderful kind of voice at the beginning, which is something that comes back throughout the album. Um, it also uh, establishes the whole kind of live performance theme. So he's, you know, he says, uh, you know, make your way to the stage. Uh, this is a, at the end, it's like a, the band that I like to call Silk Sonic, and then it yeah. and then it leads straight into the next song, and it works so nicely. It, and yeah, that's another. I thought I should have said at the beginning we'll talk about the whole album, but Zach, you talked about how the songs leading into each other. Hmm. I think the track order is perfect, and they it really helps like the live performance you can because you can feel each track leading into each other there's like a real stream especially from the intro it goes straight into it so yeah there's not there's not i mean there's just some you hit this lovely chords and it's a kind of it establishes the sound for the rest of the album Mm. so you hear those kinds of the strings the horn lines the kind of the like smooth guitar lines the kind of you know slightly Motown like bell sound. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, you can and it you hear those sounds and those sounds are there in you know every track in the album. It just sets the tone. I mean, it's everything that you really want to hear from the intro. I don't have much more to say about it. I don't know if you guys have anything about the intro. I have a, I have a few things. Um, Booty Collins, his voice. I, I don't know if you guys know who Booty. I mean, I know you guys do. I'm you know I don't know if everyone knows who Booty Collins is. He's a really really. Old, old, really, really prominent, <laughs> really legendary. I meant the word I meant is legendary. Really, like he's like really old. No, like, I really hope he doesn't hear this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I meant off. legendary, like as in old, as in like he's been around for so long, being iconic for that yes. whole time. And he's like yes. kind of set the kind of seventies funk style, that kind of very glittery, cool star glasses. Like that was him. He, if you've ever seen photos of people, those ridiculous suits, it's he's the one that like popularized that. He made funk mm. what it is today, and I don't think. 
these two musicians or we as musicians would be who we are without him. He's his voice is iconic. He was the bassist for James Brown, I think. Um, and then he moved on to make his own band and for a couple of it was bassist for parliament, right. And funk and for parliament as well. Yeah. Which two huge, huge, for loads of things. Um, and he's, he's done collaborations with pretty much everyone. I mean, I think he's Snoop Dogg's uncle as well. Um, which is, he's related to him in some way. And (laughs) he's also been like, collaborated with tyler the creator Wolfpack, like everyone he's he's done things with everything everyone he's across everywhere so i just think it's really cool that he's you he's kind of introducing this album he's the kind of narrator or spokesperson for the album it's just so yeah. cool and i think he also came up with the name of the band i, think. Yeah, oh, really? I was gonna say the name of yeah. the band is just on point like the mm. way he says it silk sonic like yeah those two s's really make it sound yeah, yeah. very yeah but uh, very i think smooth. he named it there's it an was, english it was technical like... term that i knew back in gcse oh, that's oh, the yeah. one the sibilance, sibilance. There you go. i was gonna say that but i was like i don't want to sound like you know pretentious git on this podcast well so. you've, you've achieved that we already are so it's okay <laughs> that's true right I'm sipping wine in a robe. I look too good to be alone. My house clean, my pool warm. Just shake smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing in the key swing and the west wing of this mansion. What's happening? I am playing no games. Every word that I say is coming straight from my heart. So if you're trying to so there was the the beautiful sound of leave the door open um which i think is my favorite track on the album i don't know it's the one that it's i think it's the most kind of like sonically like rich what a weird way to say it but like <laughs> i think the harmonies silk sonically rich yes exactly no <laughs> sorry. that was sorry. awful sorry, sorry. So- sonically <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it's so it's i just think the kind of harmonizing and the songwriting is really clever the kind of the voice harmonies that you get between anderson back and bruno mars and the kind of backing singing as well really really nice kind of rich harmonies but also the whole sound it's so 70s motown um you hear those kind of bells the strings um the kind of fade out at the end and it's all really um it's what they are out of kind of the whole album i think it's probably the song that sounds the most like a kind of like 70s track um but obviously it has kind of their own twist on it so for example i think the lyrics are absolutely brilliant um and not in a particularly deep way but because <laughs> they're kind of i think throughout the album they they kind of do this it's kind of a slightly humorous take on, oh, yeah. on the 70s so they you know they're, they're on on the one hand they're kind of i don't know paying tribute to um all these kind of musicians you know stevie wonder marvin gay uh aretha franklin that, those kinds of people and on the other hand they're kind of doing a bit of a parody of it so and just ca- kind of having fun with it so it's, it's, you know some of the lyrics 
it's like a you know drink some wine and the kind of the backing singers just go sip sip um <laughs> and the, throughout the whole song and there's and the, like the kind of the replies that you hear during the verse to i think it's it's like anderson packs like singing the verse and then you hear kind of bruno mars just going like sip sip and there's my favorite line is when they when they go you know just shaved and then they go smooth like a newborn and it's that's just brilliant um <laughs> but yeah i just have a listen i i the lyrics really make me chuckle um they're really clever and um my last thing on, on the song is that I, I thought that kind of towards the end they have this kind of whole um la 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 bit which um really reminded me of a part of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Um and I thought it was a kind of tribute thing. But uh Zach and Zephyr think that it's just it's not quite obvious enough and it's just a coincidence because of uh, like the fact that they're uh <laughs> like they're they're you know trying to recreate that exact sound so they've ended up with the the kind of a similar thing so i don't know that can be up to you um and uh, anderson pack or bruno mars if you are listening um welcome for starters but uh please let us know <laughs> <laughs> uh if it was, was did you tribute what's going on but yeah anyway what do you guys think of this song because right. i know i know at the beginning uh when i th- this song it took it took me a while to like it was a slow burner for me i kind of when i first heard it it wasn't really what i expected from a kind of anderson mac bruno mars kind of collaboration so it was like a slightly i don't know disappointing and then but the more I listened to it, the more I kind of fell in love with it. I I had a period in my life where I, where I really, really loved the song. And so it, it is a little like... You're saying it like it's a sad period of your life. <laughs> a period of... Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it, it feels a little like worn out to me now. I have oh. to admit. Um, partly my fault, partly just... The media's fault, TikTok, Instagram have kind of killed the song a bit for me. Um, even though I still love it, it is like it, it went viral. I mean, it has what over half a billion streams on it's, Spotify. It's about six hundred, six hundred something billion million streams. Yeah, yeah. I don't, think, almost, I don't think we could have talked about that in the niche singles episode, then, could we? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <no. laughs> um, but um, I think the songwriting is incredible there. It went viral for a reason. A lot of songs go viral for absolutely no reason, but this went viral for a reason, and um, it was it was really great. Um, and it is really great, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I very much agree with Zach in the way that it's been kind of over... Not overplayed, because you can't really overplay this music. It's, this music is too good to like kill it, but it has mm. definitely not turned from my favourite song for a time to kind of like maybe top 20 it's it's like it's there it's still up there but it's not it's not the same because it's been out since march so the kind of excitement from it yeah. has gone away and the whole the rest of the album's now so fresh i'm like oh i want to listen to the rest of this this is great but i know this already so i want to hear some more stuff do you know what i mean yeah that's funny i think I've, i had the opposite thing because when it first came out i wasn't that hyped about it i didn't get what all the fuss was about no because i remember you guys were like oh this song is amazing i was like no i prefer skate and <laughs> I remember that. You remember yeah, that time, remember that you see? Well. And so I've had like the opposite thing. So now, so like I never, I don't know, I never went through that kind of overplaying phase and kind of recently right. I've properly kind of got into it and like been like, yes, this is the one. And I also think it kind of, in the context of the whole album, it kind of, it makes it, I don't know, like better. Like I think, because it's, it's, it's a very unique song and in, in kind of the whole, you know, the whole album has a consistent style, but there's something slightly different about this one. It kind of makes it stick out and i feel like when you put it together with kind of all the other songs it really um it really i don't know it elevates it so uh yeah anyway so leave, leave the door open fades out 
and it goes into Fly As Me. So the next song in the album is Fly As Me, which is undoubtedly my favorite song of this album. Um, When we were picking who would do which song, I jumped in straight away and stole this to everyone else's anger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sigh. I think it's my favorite song of all time. (laughs) Wow. I'm not ashamed to say that. (laughs) Yeah. um, There are many, many reasons why I love this song. Um, It is it's closer to the more Anderson Pat side mm. of it. Um, definitely more of his influences. Um, don't know about you guys, but all of the songs that Anderson Pack is singing and rapping on are my favorite. Um, <laughs> not anything against Bruno Mars, just I am a massive Anderson Pack fan. So when I hear yeah. his style and it just are uh, his rapping on anything, I'm just like, mm. yeah, give me more. Did, um, did this one, did this one remind you of come down from Malibu? Little bit, yeah. Do you, do you yeah, want to know why that the is? Bass line, the bass line, I thought, was, oh, is it, is it sampled There's, somewhere? No, no, so the groove, oh. Anderson Pack just completely was like, this is what it's going to be. Like, Bruno, and, yeah. so the, I, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but D-Mile was another really important figure in this um, album. He's a massive R&B producer, pretty unknown, but he's produced a lot of top tracks. And he was with them in the studio for pretty much all of the songs, I think. I think he helped write right. every single song with them. And he and him and Bruno were just like kind of grooving on the song. And Anderson was just like, no, the groove's got to be like this. And then that was it. And that's why it's so good. Like, yeah, I think one of the reasons it also sounds like Come Down um, is a lot of it takes place with just bass, drums and vocals, which yeah. is the same with um, Come Down, mm-hmm. which is, if you guys don't know, one of Anderson Pax's like, most famous single, um, singles. It's not a single, is it? No, it's, yeah. in, it's in Malibu. It's part yeah, of Malibu. It's, 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 part yeah. of Malibu. Yeah, it's great. Um, go give it a listen. Anyway, let's talk about Flyers Me. Um, the, you just know from right at the start, the counting, one, two, make you want to, uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it makes everyone want to, want to, uh. It makes everyone want to, uh. When I first um, heard it, I was like, I got shivers. I was like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Also, because, because it's the first, it was the first track that wasn't, or pre-released. It was the first track that I heard on the on the ah, album. So when yeah. it when it came out, I listened to the album, you know, in order as as you do. So like, but we we'd already heard the intro and we'd already heard leave the door open. So this was the first one, and oh, what a start it was! 
yeah, you kind of hit with this incredibly funky bass line, which like plays between using me off and on beats. And every so often at the end of each bass phrase, there's this massive chord with like all the horns and the guitar come in. And it. What, one reason I really like it is that it's really, really stripped back for most of it. Like most of the song is just um, Anderson Pack on drums and whoever it is on the bass. I couldn't tell you, but um, plus vocals. And then I think it's so D-Mile. Have- I think D-Mile's on the bass for this one. D- D-Mile's. I think Miles? it's D-Mile. Um, I think his, D-Mile. Full, his full name is Dernest Emil, but he just uh, shorts it, shortens it to right. D-Mile. And so just as you think it was a very stripped back verse with just uh, bass, drums and vocals, it gets even more stripped back when you get to the chorus, uh, not the chorus, the pre-chorus, where it's just bass and drums and then just drums and vocals, like the the bass and the vocals are having this call and response thing, I guess you could call it, um, if you're going to be a music theory nerd. Um, the bass like plays a, a little funky phrase, and then um, Amazon Pack and like Bruno Mars um, reply with like you know, like the bit that's like I don't ask for much. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I know the bit. <laughs> Oh, I think we should definitely talk about the harmonies in this and also just the entire album. Um, I think, like, Bruno Mars and Madison Pack's voices just blend so well together. Like, they're quite similar, but just different enough that you can tell that they're, like, different people. Hmm. And they just, they go so well together. So, I mean, that's why all the harmonies are done, like, as them two together rather than like one person overdubbing, which I really like. Yes, definitely. I think I think the thing that makes their voices so cool is that they've both got those funk influences and they're both performing mm. musicians. They always have been for their whole lives, I think. But Anderson's got that kind of more gravelly underground, like kind of worked like sort of more like I know from like from a lower root, whereas Bruno Mars has always had those pop sort of vocals that have always yeah. sprung through straight to the top of the charts and then they combine them. And they're both mm. influenced from the same place, but they've had completely different lives. And then bring them exactly. together, it's just like, like Bruno's a slightly silkier, I'd say. Oh, You've got to stop with the silk puns. You've got to stop. You know, that wasn't even planned. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> That's even better. Um, and like, yeah, Anderson's is like very gritty, mm. but in like a kind of gritty funk way, in a good way. Yeah. Um, then the chorus, um, I think the lyrics and the chorus are hilarious. Um, it goes like, I deserve to be with somebody as fly as me. Um, and you deserve is, to be seen with somebody as fly as me. Of course, you, everyone's thinking they're going to say somebody as fly as you, but no, but you know, no, 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 I don't know. I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like it's kind of a kind of big thing of like kind of funk and kind of that kind of music. It's, it's kind of like, look at me, look how cool I am. Like, I think you know, it's, a, it's, it's a very of, weirdly vain sort of yeah 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 but, yeah, approach, it's but, it's, but in the coolest way like it's vain but they yeah. know they're, they're so confident in themselves that they don't yeah. care they don't care yeah, that yeah, they're being yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bragging about themselves it's just so um, i don't know it's just so cool no, I, was, I mean whatever they say some... like the the the, the mu- like the music behind is so good they could they could say pretty much anything and i wouldn't really care <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess that's true i know when, when i first listened to it i expected them to say like fly as you mm. and then i was just like oh that's that's hilarious i love that um that they're just like 
so yeah confident in themselves i guess you call it mm. um, it just makes me want to be it makes me feel so confident when i'm listening to it like i'm just dancing I, and actually in the when we were doing the guys and dolls production i was just playing it and i didn't care what people thought if they didn't know the song i didn't care i was just dancing and just enjoying myself because <laughs> it was Classic. such a cool tune i just don't care <laughs> yeah. that's how it makes me feel gives me energy <laughs> I'm getting over my tiredness. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, Zephyr. Okay, we so, sorry, Zach, to interrupt, but we haven't. We we need some time to to fully deconstruct the fact that you think it's your favorite song of all time. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it is. Which yeah. is which? I think we we can't just let that you know you, fly. I can tell you no exactly why it is. Actually, the pun was really intended, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm so fly. No, um, it's because I I think it's because of all the things Zach has mentioned. The baseline, the, the kind of that kind of juxtaposition between syncopation and also being on the beat and then yeah. I th- to be honest the main thing for me is those those chords hits like the kind of the super stripped back the way like the way you explained it so stripped back it's just bass and drums and key and vocals and then suddenly you just hit get hit with the entire band instrumentation because the, the instrumentation throughout yeah. the whole album doesn't really change there's pretty much the same instruments for most of the songs there's, there's so much contrast in this but, um, yeah this, the contrast really... of this song is just so cool and the chords they're not even that complex i don't think they're pretty simple but they just work so well I mean, maybe you want to yeah. go into them. I don't know them exactly. Uh, I don't feel it's that relevant. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, okay, got theory we, boy. <laughs> this is this is third track out of nine, so we're gonna have to oh, yeah. gonna have to yeah. move. Uh, no, but I just want uh, just a bit more. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a little Please, bit more. This song's a little. It needs a little bit more. In verse two, like um, the lyrics are really, really wordy, and um, like Alison Pack's rapping really fast to like keep up with the lyrics, but. It just it shows like how hard act to follow, he is. trying to boot you up like it's yeah. the Apollo. Holler at you, holler at you from, from 1977 Monte Carlo. Carlo. Hard act yeah, to follow, yeah, yeah so and good. That, that bit is like perfectly in time oh, yeah. and grooves so well. And it's really cool because it contrasts with a kind of really laid back rapping style in kind of the rest of the verse and like the first verse as well. Because mm. it's mm. it's almost not rapping; it's just kind of talking rhythmically, you know. Which I guess that is what rapping is, right? But um, <laughs> but like it's because yeah. it's it's a kind of slow rap, and then he just pulls out that kind of like like I don't know bars, lip, yeah, like lip speed. bars. yeah. <laughs> just, it, it just comes yeah. out and you're like oh that you know and like, it's so wow. in time and oh yeah you're right mm, it's great and then of course you got like the breakdown where they're going like like F F yes. L L what? and it's the kind of stuff that's, like, re- really easy to <laughs> just sing along to if you know you don't know the song yeah. which which is also a theme throughout this album like you can sing along to them having not heard them because often there's like yeah. backings that are very predictable not like predictable in a bad way but like it's just well it's just because it's it so keeps, perfect you know it, exactly. it's like it works so well it's like it is exactly how it is supposed to be yeah it just keeps the audience involved which i, I really love um mm. and the other thing i want to talk about is um right at the end of the bridge i guess you'd call it usually you'd go back to a chorus um but they don't, which is a slightly controversial move. Um, and at first, I was a bit underwhelmed. I was expecting yeah. a final chorus, and I was like, "You know, where where is it?" I was because I, I mean um, that build up bit is so up, good because they so bring good. back the original melody and put reharmonize it underneath. And it's, under some horns and some yeah, yeah guitar, and some new chords um, and it's and so then they, then they kind have of Anderson big. just like building it up with the drums, Slowly doing building, some like yeah. doing some and little fills. <laughs> I have and I have so much respect for the fact that they just then they just cut it cut it off 
Because that's what yeah, they always say, isn't it? You should always leave leave your audience wanting more. And bloody hell, they do that. Exactly. And well, you know what? It's not the final I, it one makes me in... restart the song. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me go back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing again. <laughs> no, what, what it makes me do is want to listen to the rest of the album. Like, mm, I think it's they true. would have done an extra chorus if this was the last one yeah. in the album. Yes. Um, but there's still so much to come. They can't give you all of it. Um, oh, I like it. Yeah. So then we get into After Last Night, which is kind of a contrast from the whole vain flyers me concept. Um, kind of, the, I think the main premise of the song is is that kind of the there is kind of the guy. Well, I don't know the the narrator is that what you say? It's kind yeah, of a you know narrator. a player whatever, uh, and he kind of spends spends this night with a girl. And then he's like, now now you know I want to say say goodbye to all the other girls and just like kind of. Yeah, so any kind of a change of mentality. Anyway, but this song really grew on me. Um, it's again really slow. I guess it's kind of similar to uh, "Leave the Door Open" in the kind of the ballad style and kind of how kind of slow it is. But the so Zephyr pointed out there's a three part harmony with uh, Thundercat, who's also featured on on the song, and um, that really like the i mean the harmonies are, uh especially with that kind of the now that it's three part it makes it like really rich and like it's a it's just a really really nice sound it's kind of it just i don't know it's, it's kind of warm it kind of and it, it yeah brings you in um and when it yeah it, there's a kind of really crisp horn line it brings you into the verse as you hear at the beginning 
and it's just a kind of really nice smooth sound um and that stays consistent to the chorus um but and you kind of hear this song especially has a lot of bootsy collins just kind of chiming in with his little remarks when he when he feels like it kind so of, he just kind of goes oh so yeah funny. it's re- it's really funny and it's good fun but i do love the bit at the beginning where he kind of says um now now i don't know what you did when you did what you did but you did it girl so you know i mean uh <laughs> <laughs> it's weirdly lots, it's, lots it's of funny because 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 now cause it's funny because it's really unspecific but at the same time you kind of know what it's talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's super unspecific <laughs> you did this when you did that and then that happened and then this then happened when yeah exactly um so <laughs> and he was obviously talking about listening to, uh she played in the sidetrack music podcast and Ob- he was obviously. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah obviously, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um Anyway, do I have any? Uh, yeah, so there's, and obviously, and it just, yeah, there's the, the more just pure kind of 70s influence, the bells, the horns. There's a really nice classic kind of key change at the end. It's, you know, it's not the most creative key change in the world. It's kind of the, you know, the basic key change, but it, it kind of sounds nice, adds, uh, adds, you know, some color. And yeah, I just thought this song kind of, you know, first at first listen, I was like, okay. But the more you listen to it, the more it, it kind of grows on you and... I uh, yeah I I really like it. Yeah, I I like this one because it's, it's a big collaboration. I've noticed uh, looking at um, the writers of this song and the producers. Um, there's this this group called the Stereotypes who are a big production team. It's made up of three members. Um, I don't know any of them. They're called Jonathan Yip, Ray Romulus, and Jeremy Jet Reeves and Ray Charles McGough. They're, they're all just they're just these producers, American producers. And they okay. they're one of the big. I was going to say Ray, Ray Charles. It's not that 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 Ray Charles. But they're a big like production team. There's four of them. They've they produced like loads of R and B classics. I think. I mean, I don't know any yeah. of them, but I I just I just know that they're big, and they all helped like make this song what it is. And Thundercat and Bootsy Collins. Yeah. Like, it's just a huge collaboration. That yeah, and it also has grown on me as well because it used at first I thought it was a bit of a filler song. It's kind of like, oh yeah, this is just the the transition in from Flyers Me, which is amazing, into kind of the next half of the album because this is kind of the midway point. Well, it's um, kind of hard to follow the greatest song of all time in Zephyr's eyes. It is, it? It is it's quite kind of difficult. Tough act. <laughs> but it feels like a kind of cool down because it is much oh, yeah. more chill. Because Flyers Me is part so of the whole upbeat. flow of the album, you know. Yeah, it kind of it's taken I, you. I, I loved it straight away. Oh, really? um, I thought oh. <laughs> it, I thought it was really really groovy, and the chorus, like the way they sing. Um, I think I'm in love with you. Yes, like the way yes. they like alter that note. I'm mm. just like, ah, like it's not really in key, but it works so well. Mm. Um, kind of blue. Uh, it's not really a bluesy note, but it's a a blue note. <laughs> it's it's a soul soul note. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I also really oh, like. I'll, I'll be- you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I really like Thundercat's uh, yeah. kind of voice over the intro. It's that very wispy. Yeah, um, that yeah. that is Thundercat because he's got a very high pitched voice. If you listen to any of his solo music, he's always in his falsetto range. I don't know why. I think he could sing lower down for some of the stuff he does, but in this, it works perfectly. It's just like the kind of background to Bootsy Collins just talking about whatever he's talking about. Yeah, he has the extremes of the frequencies. He, he plays bass as well as yeah, singing. yeah, bass, bass like, sings really He plays high a five pitched. string as well, so he goes really. He goes. He gets oh, that yeah. extra B on the low note. It's crazy. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet, but now she got me smoking out the window. Mm. 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 
could spend 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Oh, no. Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. That was one of my favorite ones off the album. Um, I know, I know, I've already said that "Flies Me" is my favorite song in the world, but this is this is up there as well. Um, so I love that this was the the kind of first idea that Bruno and Anderson had together, like five six years ago. Smoking out the windows. I think it was. I think you mentioned before. It's like a kind of inside joke. Yeah. That they they didn't really touch for ages. They just kind of wrote it one night when apparently Anderson was quite drunk and Bruno was like, "I've got an idea." And then he just hopped up to the studio. They produced the track and he left. That, like, that was it. Um, but I just find this song so funny. All the lyrics are just hilarious. Like the story of it, it's, it's quite a difference as well from the kind of the intros, kind of a lot about being a player and look how cool I am. I've got this girl. I've got these girls. Ah, look at me. And then this is kind of the opposite. It's where the girls kind of left mm. you and you're now mm. like, what am I going to do? I'm sad now. And like, that's kind of this song. And but, and in and in Chuck E. Cheese for some reason. And in Chuck E. Um, Cheese, yeah. he's he spent thirty five, maybe forty five at Tiffany's. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, um, I but, just I just remember listening and just being like, and they're just hearing the kind of Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, the lyrics are great. I love this this song. Like, I'm just like constantly singing. It. And then also the kind of when they go to the higher bit of the chorus when they because they 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 are singing so high. They both are singing. Their their falsetto ranges. I mean, I think they're not even singing falsetto. I think some of them are singing. I think Bruno's singing in his chest. Maybe Anderson's in falsetto, but they are singing really high. And a, a thing mm. that they heard about what they, the way that they work together in the studio is that they would push each other a lot. So kind of Anderson would be like, yeah, I got this. And then Mars, and Bruno would be like, how about you try it higher or you try this? And they just kind of push each other. And then they, that's how it got to such a high level because they kept just mm. flinging it back at each other and making it just sound great. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say about this song. I just yeah, I love all of it. But I hope what do you guys think about it? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really good. I thought it was interesting that they this was the one they released like just a kind of week or two before the full album release. Because obviously the so the first one they came out like back in March was Leave the Door Open, then they put out Skate. I don't know what like two months later or something. And this one they put out kind of just before. That was in July. They released yeah. Skate in like end of July. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that confused me a little bit. I don't know why it was so like close to the release yeah. date. I don't know. Album. And maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a kind of deliberate thing because it was the first song that they came up with. Um, I I don't know. But yeah, I it's, mean, you uh, tend to do kind of if you're doing a kind of new out a debut album sort of like this. A lot of people do kind of three singles. But it was it's weird how like really, close it was. Them. I don't know. But it kind of makes sense because it also is the only there's only three videos and these are the ones that have videos. So maybe they just wanted to release the one with the video just before to like so get I'm gonna, I, I think this is the one with the video because this is the one that they wanted to release first <laughs> no but they didn't record this one huh? first I think they recorded the video of, they recorded Leave the Door Open first because that's how they got the studio setting that's how they got yeah. the idea of uh, we're going we're gonna to play with instruments and we're going to make it feel like we're actually this is what we would do if we were doing a gig and then they just 
they just rolled with that because it worked so mm. well for leave the door open they're like oh well this is this is what we are now this is what we do yeah. we are performing live musicians oh, look at you fellas take it from your uncle Bootsy. ain't no shame begging in the rain tell her how you really feel Right, that was Put On A Smile, um, which, although it's still a really great song, I think is probably my least favorite of the album. I think you agree with me there. Um, there are, It's the most Bruno-inspired one. It's very um, talking to the moon, very locked out of heaven. Um, and, now, locked out of um, heaven's groovy. What are you talking about? You know, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know what you mean. I, mean, I, know what you mean. Yeah, I, I was just saying in like our break that like, there's a like Bruno I feel like with Bruno Mars it's kind of either like a kind of marry me style song you know just kind of slightly kind of moist or ballady or like unbelievably funky and groovy like 24 karat yeah, magic 24 treasure karat, like, that kind of thing yeah yeah there is no in there, and there's no in between <laughs> and I find it absolutely hilarious um but yeah this one's got Bruno written all over it oh yeah yeah it's the it's the smoochiest side of the album um lots of like lush strings and like high falsetto and Ooze. Um, yeah. The, the thing is, it's not even a love song, though. It's a breakup song as well. It's a sad yeah. song. Yeah. Like, it feels like it'd be like, this is the smoochiest love song, but it's actually not. It's like, it's like, it kind of, it makes sense coming after Smoking Out the Window. Yeah. Smoking mm. Out the Window is like, just after breakup, oh, I'm angry, I'm angry. And now it's like, oh, I'm sad. And it just like transitions kind of well. Yeah. It really runs into it like really well from, mm. um, um, smoking out the window um <laughs> but the best thing about this song in my opinion is the uh the key change um in like the the final pre-chorus which goes up a semitone um it's yeah it's 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 kind of classic but like yeah go on Zephyr. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Zephyr, I, i'm really hyped about this album no 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 no. i completely <laughs> right. agree um and the reason why i wanted to say something is that they they got another kind of writer on this song and that writer was babyface edmonds um who's oh, a massive right. r&b singer songwriter and he was like i think he's like one one of the most renowned r&b stars i think he's had 20 number one r&b hits um 12 grammy oh, nominations wow. like that's, insanely that's not bad and he, and he was yeah it's, it's not bad you know it's, it's, it's good it's 20 good, it's more good. than us <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was in the studio with them and they and he was just like yeah you need to go up um uh, you need to go up yeah. you need to go up this this needs something more 
And so they were like, but we're already singing so high. No, no, no. It it needs to go up. So they were like, okay, fine. And he was right. It did need to go up. Uh, I mean, we love a good key change. Mm. There's so many key changes in all of this, um, this entire album. Um, But it it makes that final chorus just feel fresh and uplifting it's like slightly uplifting even though it is a sad song um mm. which is quite a nice contrast i think that's a that's a really bruno mars thing isn't it though i feel like even yeah. his sad songs are kind of weirdly like cheerful in a, in a optimistic i guess that's the word maybe um yeah yeah um, but this I, song I, really grew on me yeah it got it got better it's it still got a lot I, better it's it's not it's you know it's not my favorite one but we it's i i no, it's still I, number nine i don't it's still I number don't, nine on the top right i don't i don't skip it it doesn't it no, still no. means that in you know in my eyes this is one of those rare albums where it, where you like all the songs on it and it, oh, it, it doesn't it doesn't yeah this is a definitely a no yeah. skip album and especially when i hadn't really thought about it but you guys you know we're talking about the kind of the whole story of the album um i it kind of gives it a whole new layer when we you know how we're talking about like kind of before with flies me it's like oh look at me so cool and you know and then the kind of smoking out the window is more you know melancholy and this one's like a breakup one so um mm. yeah i think that's kind of cool it adds a whole new layer to the to the album is a funk masterpiece in my opinion um the <laughs> clavinet the clavinet is a staple the sound at the very beginning yeah. i should point out also- yeah just the cl- clavinet is what they used in superstition stevie wonder i don't know just yeah, to, mm. yeah like that that's it's a, what, it's a yeah. very cool sound i mean it's it's very like like oh oh this is funk it's okay i know what this is this is funk <laughs> this isn't any other genre this is funk yeah and then that kind of is also doubly sought out with the Hammond organ that's also there which is also a kind of staple of sort of soul and funk music um and that was d mile playing that um which is cool uh d mile again that producer that i was talking about before um <laughs> uh this yeah it's just a really cool funk track and it's and like yeah as you're saying in the break it's kind of like the story's continued and he's kind of getting over this breakup um by going to las Ve- las vegas las vegas and you know, spending all his money. He's got loads of money. He's just going to go spend it all. Um, and this again is kind of another Anderson, much more Anderson yeah. pack influence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one. And it also has this um, cool thing that I don't know if you, I mean, I think we kind of picked up on it and this is in a lot of their music. Um, they have like these kind of tags. So Bruno Mars's one is like kind of let's go or let's go, baby. Um, he kind of says those things. And I don't know. I just, uh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord is the. Yes, and, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's the Which Anderson you hear particularly in Suede. 
Yes, uh, yes. particularly in Alison Pack's album, Yes Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a cool kind of tag that you hear, and they say they say it kind of as the chorus hits, like mm. as it's kind of hyping up the energy. And also something I want to mention about the drums, which is because uh, I'm a drummer, you know, something I noticed about drums. Um, they do this thing on pretty much every single chorus I've noticed on the last choruses, on the last kind of sections of every song, they move to the offbeat bell on the right so there's 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 different symbols right on uh on a drum kit and the one that is used most commonly in jazz is called a ride symbol and it's the kind of big one that um anyway that's ding it's more ding ding yeah i'm kind of saying yeah that was more i have what i was doing but anyway that sound there's kind of this alternate sound in the middle called the bell and in a lot of funk old funk music and well actually modern funk music as well they use the bell to kind of they use the offbeat bell to kind of signify a kind of more syncopated groove and it's kind of the funkier style. And they use that in every single chorus I've noticed in this um, hmm. thing for the last chorus where there's, where there's drums, they add that. In this album or, or this, this album? Track? No, this album. Oh, right. oh wow. This album. No yeah, it's a, I just, fun. I never mentioned it before, but I, it's because it, it, it isn't, I don't think they do it in Smoking Out the Window because it's not that sort of groove. But for yeah. these sort of kind of big, that kind of shout chorus-esque things. Um, yeah. It's kind of mm. with the, the, the horn backings yeah. and like the the big chords where it's kind of staying on the one chord, not really moving much. They they do that for every single one, um, cool. which is so cool, in my opinion. Well, I really like that this one because it was to me it was the most James Brown influenced track on the on the album, and I uh, I really like James Brown. There was there was a there was a phase a few years ago where I was kind of really into the into my James Brown, but um you know, often known as the, the godfather of soul. Um, but there's specific things like the kind of, you hear the, the funk guitar in kind of, in parts of the verse. Um, wicka, 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 wicka. Yeah, exactly. They're just kind of really rhythmically like this kind of staccato guitar. That's really James Brown. The kind of shout, shouty chorus kind of thing. You know, he's not, he's not really singing. He's kind of just, you know, not I'm not shouting, but you know what I mean? It's a kind of, it's a, it's a different feel. There's the horn line um, in the chorus I think that's really, really James Brown. James Brown ha- had a lot of kind of horn, like horn, horn parts kind of going on. Um, yeah, that's what I, I wanted to say. There's also that cool breakdown the, um, that I want to mention. It's the one where it's the big one. That that kind of bit is that that is this oh, song, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 that is this song. <laughs> They're all so good that I, they all meld together to me. Um, but that that bit's really cool. It's kind of like a cool breakdown section. They do that a lot on this album, don't they? They kind of have those oh, yeah, yeah. those cool little breakdowns where something changes, but it's kind of still the same sort of vibe. Something kind of pulls out. The drums might mm. come down a bit. Maybe it's just vocals. Maybe it's just keys. It could just be yeah. It's just those sort of breakdowns that gives you that moment, and then they come back with the last chorus to kind of yeah. Be like, I, I like. I like how many breakdowns there are. It, it kind of makes it feel more like it's a live mm. um, performance because that breakdowns happen a lot more in like live recordings um, to like extend songs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very cool.
So, from the end of the very high-energy 777, we're led into Skate, which is also very high-energy, very upbeat, but about something completely different. Not strippers in Las Vegas, but kind of... They've found someone new now. If we're looking at this as a story over the whole album, and they're saying, like, Skate to me, baby. Um, And it's all very upbeat. It's all very happy. It's, It's near the end of the album, and everything kind of feels resolved. Um, I This is one of my favorites on the album, I'd say, mm. probably after Flyers Me. It might be in the number two spot. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's definitely uh, up there. It's, it's very funky, but um, I, love, I love the use of strings as well because often as a, as a horn player, as a sax player myself, I'll be like, eh, strings are great, but, you know, where are the horns? <laughs> um, but the strings really, really work on this. I can't really argue my case for horns um <laughs> needing needing to replace them yeah um, and of course Anderson Pack singing yes I mean that's why it's one of my faves um absolutely brilliant um and the lyrics are just so brilliantly put together they're like it's it's a feature of this entire album that a lot of them are really random but they just they work really well like really rhythmically like I, I guess just the four first four lines are in a room full of dimes, you would be a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. If being fine was a crime, girl, they'd lock your little fine ass fine ass up in a tower. I mean, yeah, for me this is like the kind of crowning track of the album. Um it's not like the last one, but it feels like the kind of culmination of everything that they're building up to. Yeah. Like, kind of like you were saying, I guess let, let, the story it kind of works, I guess. But just in kind of the mood, because we've been all you know, going between slow ballads and kind of really high energy, high tempo funk. Um and now it's just a kind of a kind of fusion of those styles. It's kind of really upbeat uh kind of danceable track that's just mm. it just uplifts you and it's like it's just so and it's just so slick i mean the 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 verse um the, the i love the guitar in the verse it just um, and and oh, yeah. it's really it's just crisp like the band is also crisp together with the kind of the drum fills and all that um yeah zephyr <laughs> what do you, you want to uh, say i feel like this one's much more like kind of so 777 is kind of very vacuous and quite like, ooh, let's go to LA and not yeah, LA, yeah. Las Vegas, sorry. And um, kind of be not of the best behavior. Um, <laughs> but this one's much more sweet. It feels like, um, oh, we're just going to go to the skate park and we're going to go meet some cool people and just hang out. And, oh, you're really nice. I like you. Do you want to come hang out with me? Like, it's not, it doesn't feel at all. Yeah. It feels innocent. Yeah. It feels sweet. And it's like, he... The, like in terms of the story arc i guess with recording it it's they needed that they've had this kind of sad breakup or whatever and then they've had this kind of craziness of going to las vegas and now they're now they're kind of like you know going back to being a normal person a proper relationship you know normal that sounds that sounds yeah. offensive well, that, you know no, what i mean i zephyr you've ruined it there i've ruined it, now, <laughs> I've ruined it. <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah no i just think this track's really nice and like, i think you're right it does have that perfect blend between funk and dance but then also kind of ballady and chill and like not mm. it doesn't feel like too like intense seven exactly seven feels it's much, less intense seven, seven, seven feels more intense yeah it's just such an easy listen like it's well, yeah you, oh yeah what's also realized is that this was released as the second single around july yeah. so like we'd already heard it before but then put in the context of the album mm. like eighth track in it like it, it fits so nicely yeah. it made me um, like it way more 
because I, yeah, I, me too. Because I too. did not, I didn't really like it when it came out in context. It didn't really make sense without the context to me. It kind of was just like, yeah. it was just like, okay, cool. It didn't have as much energy as leave the door open. It wasn't as the, the chords weren't as good in my yeah. opinion. They weren't. It didn't have like <laughs> it didn't have that kind of source that leave the door open did. But then after seven 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 and just before the last song, blast off. It's like, oh, oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the Door Open definitely works better as a standalone song, I think. Um, but this just fits so beautifully in the album. The other thing I wanted to say is um, the chorus has another example of uh, call and response, um, where um, Alison Pack is singing the lyrics um, to the chorus and then both like Bruno and Anderson. Isn't like, that called Antiphonal Texture? Oh, oh, thank you. Oh Zephyr. my thank God. You. I think I just died inside. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't quite want to say that. It's a solo voice singing the chorus and then like a, like a, a choir of people like responding. So it makes people feel like um, if, if they don't know the song very well, they can sing along to like the backings. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're part of that choir, um, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, it, as with a lot of the tracks in this album, you can sing along having not heard the song before, um, which just makes you feel like a part of the band, a part of the live um, performance, the live audience. Mm. Yeah. This this is funny because we, I mean, we, we keep talking about this, but we ha- we've had like opposite, like, I don't know, uh, opinions of like, like skate and leave the door open because leave the door open came out first you guys loved it i was slightly underwhelmed then skate came out yeah. i loved it immediately you were got you guys were like now nah, leave the door opens better and now we've kind of switched around because i prefer <laughs> leave the door open because for me skate was just an instant hit like it kind of i was it opened up i was like okay and then it breaks into the verse and it's just so just like smooth and silky excuse the pun once again um <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> i haven't made one silk joke yet and you guys have made like loads between you already. It's annoying. Okay, well, you've got ten minutes I ch- left. No, um, I choose. I choose not to. I refuse. <laughs> okay, I'm abstaining from making awful jokes like you two. Okay, blast off. outro to the album the the kind of the conclusion to this journey that you go through and i've actually thinking about this this album is only 30 30 odd minutes long it's not a long album yeah. in the slightest that is a short album in my head like yeah. normally mm. album if i consider an album i consider at least 40 to an hour but this is only half an mm. hour but that half an hour f- feels like it goes in two minutes because it's so good like every single oh, second yeah. is insane and this is just this this last song is just a conclusion to all of that it just it just kind of brings everything together 
and I mean it, the, the the topic maybe not so um uh so innocent I guess I think it's uh, to be honest I think it is about them doing drugs and having hanging out together but you know <laughs> you know that doesn't really matter because the re- the actual groove the the kind of the vibes you get from this last song is just great and the intro is so cool with that quick just just a little drum fill and it just goes straight into the verse. Mm. There's no like... I'm sorry, no, 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 no. You're missing out the strings. Oh, yeah, 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 Stacking, yeah, yeah, stacking fine, 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 fine. That and builds, builds up these incredible portal chords. Portal harmony. Cool. Yeah, also known as um, harmony Jenga. Harmony <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> yeah, harmony Jenga, that's great. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's a really um, good way of saying it. Uh, it's my favourite intro of all of the songs. Yeah, I agree, um, actually, I think, yeah. I think it goes so, so well into the verse. Um and then, of course, there is the drum fill. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Um, but that whole bit is just so great. And um, like every time I listen to this song, I just I'm just like dancing. But it's like a slow dance. It's not like it's yeah. like it's more just like the shoulders are going. Like you're just really getting into it. Um, th- these guys are these guys get to see what I'm doing. Uh, you you don't get to hear. I, we do, we just saw do. Zephyr's shoulders going, and it's quite the sight. <laughs> Um, but um, but I'm literally just at school. I'm just in the library, just listening to this. Um, in my freeze. Um, but this it's just a cool. It's just such a cool end to the to such a cool journey. Um, and I really like the guitar solo as well, which is played by Bruno. I didn't. I was. I wasn't oh. sure who played that. I was look. I I was scouring the internet to find it, and I could have just looked on the Wikipedia because it says exactly who does it. Um, and it's Bruno. He also does the guitar solo on. Um, on After Last Night, but I didn't even know there was a guitar solo on After Last Night, so I don't know what <laughs> there that is. I think so, yeah, hmm. is there? Right. I, I yeah. can't. I'm pretty. I can't remember exactly, but I remember there's some kind of like. Bit. It's probably short, you know. Like it's probably transition. short. But in Blast Off, it's quite prominent. It's quite mm. an, actually quite an important um, part of the song, and I think it's such a cool solo. Um, yeah, there, are, there isn't really any solos in yeah, the rest of the that's album. What I just, I, that's what yeah. I just realised. There's. I can't actually think of any proper solos outside of mm. that one in blast off it's kind of very much vocal based and like groove based as opposed mm. to um yeah yeah mm. but yeah it's just it's just a cool end to this album and there's also that the cool outro or like kind of bridge yeah. just before the outro where it goes super washy all the drums drops out there's no groove anymore it's just chords and harmony and oh, vocals it's beautiful and it's so and yeah it's, it's it, beautiful it, the lyrics like can, can we go higher? Let's go or something. And then it goes like higher. Yeah, and literally like, does. The key changes yes. goes up and it like, and it's just like elevates you. And it, it really makes you feel like you're on drugs, even though hopefully we're being How would you know what being on drugs yes. is like, Zach? Dug yourself a hole, dug yourself a hole. No, we joke, we joke. Um, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's so, it's yeah. like euphoric sort of. It's like, Eupho- I was going to say that. It's word. euphoric. Yeah, euphoric. It's like, yes. whoa, yes. this is, this is insane. Yeah. I feel like I'm in space right now. I want to, I actually want to do a listen through of this album with these, the headphones I'm wearing currently, which are my production headphones. Um, they have very good sound. Um, mm. like, yeah. And I want to listen to this whole album with my eyes closed, just on my bed, just lying there. I want to, I want to go to space. I want to go to space and this sounds yes. awesome. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos, can you, can you get us up there? <laughs> for, uh, hook us up, hook us space. up, hook up the sidetrack music podcast. Yeah. yeah. Side yeah. Cr- space edition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, th- this whole album has made me like chuck out my running playlist and I just listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All through it. I don't need anything else. It gets me really hyped up. You get incredibly energetic and it's just, it's such a good listen. Can we take it up? 
sending love from up above. Happy trails, Bobble. Well, I think that that's where we should kind of wrap up the review, I guess. Um, a natural conclusion. Yeah, it's a natural conclusion. Um, so I guess mm. I, just to, to finish off the review, we need some kind of scale to, to rate the album. Because to be honest, it's been less, less, less of a kind of critical review <laughs> and more of a, just a kind of in praise of. But I don't know, yeah. unlike the, the head bopometer. Um, <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of two, I'm going to give it a hundred um, okay. for the head wow. bopometer. How, about, how many? How many? Um, how much neck extension are we achieving? Ooh, um, the neck extension. Oh, you know what? I don't even think it's a neck extension. I think it's a full body extension. <laughs> I, I my neck doesn't move. I'm in my seat. My feet are moving around. My legs are moving. My entire your, body. Your, sh- my your hips, shoulders are. That's for sure. My shoulders definitely are. My <laughs> hips are moving in my seat, and my seat doesn't go wider than my hips. So, like, I don't even know how that's possible. But it's I'm like dislocating my hip just to groove to this. Like. <laughs> So, I'm being really vivid, but this is, you, know, you get, this I, is you the get best my point. moment of the entire season. I'm sorry, <laughs> you get my point though. It's just so, it's so groovy. Every second of it, oh, I'm just, yeah. I can't stop singing. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's. I think time will tell, kind of how how truly great this album is. You know, as I mean, I mean, as in terms of new releases. Haven't heard such a such a good uh, kind of consistent album in a while, especially one where I like every single one of the songs. It's really rare. We talked about that on a few other kind of album episodes we've done, but it's rare that you get an album where eat, there's no filler yeah. songs, and it's all a consistent I mean, style. You know, I'd like to say that even if it doesn't get insanely popular, like obviously Lethal Door Open is very popular, um, but if like all of the songs don't get lots of pr- like praise, it is still a great album mm. and we know oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, ho- and, and you do now yeah. too. Um, you do now too, exactly. And yeah, it's, it's, there's, it's, there's always, there's something better, like a whole, just the whole album, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a rarity these days. You know, the most mm. of music is driven by singles and EPs and that kind of thing. We, but here we have a whole album. It's a consistent style, yet, you know, it varies itself enough to keep itself really interesting. It's a collaboration between two of the, like the great like artists of, of this, this decade. Well, I don't know this decade. It's a new decade now, isn't it? But, you know, like of, uh, kind of the 20, 2010s, let's say, you know, two of the great modern artists. Uh, Zephyr, you, you are shaking your seat once again. You need to say something. Um, yeah, I can see this being easily the revival of a kind of the 70s soul r&b funk genre i I really hope it does and you know what in that interview i saw they were they were they were joking that this is an this is a one project thing but they they really they are what they were joking because they were also saying this isn't this isn't ever gonna this collaboration is never gonna stop silk sonic's gonna be on as long as they're alive oh i hope so and so this means that there's gonna be more of this and I'm so excited for more of this genre yeah. and I want to get to making some more of this genre because this genre is yeah. amazing. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to write stuff as good as this, but I, I hope to one day, I hope this influences more than just me and can mm. create a new whole group of people who enjoy this sort of music. And hopefully it's the whole world, but I mean, yeah. I'm sure, sure the it won't be. Trouble is no now, 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 you know, when you follow kind of, like music that's just come out and you're like oh okay so they're going to be doing more stuff it's going to be at least like five years because you know music takes bloody ages to to yeah. get out there so it's going to be really frustrating for a long time but yeah you're right i think it's it, it, it's huge um so i guess that's 
so there it is. That's our review of An Evening with Silk Sonic. Did we Sh- even say it was called An Evening with Silk Sonic at the beginning? I don't know if we did. I think we should, give, <laughs> should, we, quick, should we quickly give it a quick song by song, quickly like rating, ranking, a little, oh, sure. a little quick ranking. A, a like, ranking? So your top, so your top, we'll go by each song and you'll say like how much out of nine it is. Out of nine? Oh. Because oh, oh, there's oh, nine what, songs, because there's nine songs. Hmm. Okay, it's probably oh, no, easier that's just a weird to go. Way of doing it. It's Should probably just easier go? just to go first to last. Yeah. Okay. I think. How about, but I how think about it's we unfair. run through the story of it. We'll run through the story of the songs. What? Like, what? What? It, what, it, what? Like, <laughs> so how, how about? So, so like, this is how professional are. we're working out the the um the, <laughs> the, the program of the podcast on the fly. Um, <laughs> the oh, the, the no, form. We're going to cut this bit out. <laughs> I'd say. Oh, oh no! I'd say to me, it starts with them kind of opening their door to someone new, leaving their door open and kind of oh. then showing how, how cool they are and being a, a little bit vain, but really in, enjoying being with this person. And then maybe they're a little too vain um, because this person, um, they, they fall in love after last night. Um, then the person that they're in love with kind of breaks up with them. They're angry. Then they're sad. Then they get over it by doing the classic um guy thing of going to vegas and spending lots of money on strippers and you know <laughs> things <laughs> that classic illicit <laughs> things that we won't talk about on this podcast um and then they meet someone new at a skate park and they're all happy again and they live out their days blasting off and yes. looking down Into at the world the outer space what, what a <laughs> what a what a what a way what a way to wrap it up so i think that instead of, instead of ranking all the songs because i think it's unfair to put a song last let's each say our top three songs in order ah, yeah. so okay. zach you're first um fly as me yeah. um then i'd say skate then blast off zephyr I'm the exact same. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no way is he going to say. Like, I knew, I knew when he said flies me and skate. I was like, okay, that's fine. He'll, yeah. I, I'm agreeing and with that. Blast I thought he was maybe going to go for leave the oh, door yeah. open, but yeah, I'm agreeing with that. Blast off. Wow. Okay. So well, I, I, I think I'm going to go in order. Leave the door open. Flies me mm. and after last night. I, ah, which is nice. Uh, I've I've just come up with that on the fly, but I would say it's, it's a those are that's the actual order of the songs, like the the kind of opening three songs apart from the intro on the album, and oh, yeah, I think that stretch is really. Cool. I feel like they those three songs they kind of cross all the kind of genres that you cross in like the whole album. I don't know. I feel like it sums mm-hmm. it up. It's pretty nice. Anyway, yeah. so there it is. Okay, so we've kept you long enough. This is a pretty long episode, but we hope you've uh, enjoyed it um hopefully we can you know we can do stuff like this again with other kind of new music that comes out um i had a good time recording it um so if you enjoyed please do subscribe to the podcast um so that you get the new episodes when they come out uh check out our social media uh at s music podcast on twitter and instagram uh we were on youtube as well um and yeah share the podcast with your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy and so this wraps up the end of season one. And so we'll be back for season two early next year. And I guess just before you wrap up, we should say a quick, I don't know, a quick gushy thank you um, to, you know, to every, everyone who's, who's listening in. Because, uh, I mean, we have, good, we have a good time recording these podcasts. And uh, we're, I don't know, we're, we're very grateful for uh, you taking your time out uh, every, every other week to, you know, listen to us three say nerdy musical things. Uh, and you know, talk about harmonic Jenga 
and and that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that, so that's out of the way. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you not in two weeks, uh, probably at the beginning of next year for a beginning of a, a bigger and better Sidetrack Music Podcast Season 2. There's exciting things coming. Uh, so we'll see you then. Sidetrack, the music podcast. Yeah.